0: over you ever hear the tragedy of Darth Plagueis the White? Darth Plagueis, the dark lord of the Sith, so powerful and so wise, he could use the Force to influence the mighty Chlorians to create... Yeah. Together, we can rule the galaxy as father and son. You may want to rule as father and son, but this here is no place for a Padawan. This is... The Dark Side. This is... Sith Dark. Everything is proceeding as I have foreseen. Ladies and gentlemen, rebel scum and loyal to the Empire, this is Sith Talk, the show that talks about Star Wars movies, Star Wars comics, Star Wars TV, um, maybe some Obi-Wan pretty soon, I don't know, I'm not fucking excited. Oh, and we curse on the <laughs> show sometimes, so, you know, maybe send the Padawans away. But anyway, we talk all things Star Wars, uh, I am your host, Zach Chrisman, the Lord of Lore, and joining me is the Lady of Lore, Lindsay. Lindsay, how the hell are you doing?
1: I am pretty good. It's been a crazy, crazy, crazy few weeks up by me, but all good crazy, so I can live with it. But but definitely kind of a lot going on, and hopefully things die down by uh, May 27th
0: um yeah they they definitely won't um just so you know they just probably won't <laughs> actually they'll probably be worse may 27th and you'll have to make a judgment call um do we say fuck the job or and watch obi-wan or do we just like
1: yeah absolutely <laughs> say fuck um, the job and watch obi-wan it's so fun so actually uh one of my friends texted me today because we have uh that saturday it's one of our good friends birthdays so we're all like going out out to dinner her husband rented a rented a place um and we're going out and he he texted me today he goes i just want you to know that i made the decision today i'm going to instead of watching stranger things when it comes out he goes i'm not gonna watch it the day it comes out and watch kenobi so this way we can talk about it that weekend and i was like john this is this is the most flattered i think i've ever been
0: well i i don't think i could be around people that either like aren't gonna watch it at all or people that are planning to watch it like if i had a big party and like friday night even and and people are like oh yeah i didn't get around to it i'd probably be the guy that's like hey all right well i guess we're not gonna do this and we're gonna do this because i can't talk i can't be in society in a society that doesn't know about this like if you care about this you have to watch it to be around me or we're not talking till you've seen it. Sorry. And then, like, yeah,
1: I mean, God bless this kid. I've known him since, you know, we were what, 14 years old. So far more than half of our lives at this point. Um, but he, he understands that I'm the same way and he just knew he would only have time because he's coming in. It's it's you know, Memorial Day weekend, so he's coming in to visit for the weekend. Is that you Memorial was, Day weekend? It is, yeah. Oh my
0: god, so I am actually yeah. gonna have a four day weekend.
1: Yeah, so you can really take this to your advantage. But th- well, but that's right, he knew like it was kind of just one or the other by the time he like, you know, then had to leave and, and come back home
0: yeah so
1: so he he was planning on no matter what and i mean he's still gonna watch all of stranger things obviously but he knew it was just he had to make the decision and he uh being the good friend he is he picked kenobi just so that i wouldn't have to sit there and, and not talk about it all week
0: yeah i mean like for sure because i am i mean i me and you haven't talked about like actual schedule but like i'm going with the interp like i i don't know i guess we haven't really technically talked about it but i know that i think if you're down i would be good like being on the same discord at least like talking to you or yeah, not, not even yeah. talking no, just we... like watching together not even if we don't talk just like at the end getting that what the hell or you yeah. know like that kind of thing because yeah. i'm no, i
1: we have to and, and i was looking at the disney streaming stuff too like it seems kind of subpar, to be honest, because there's no chat feature. There's no video feature. It's just like you all started at the same time, and then you just send emojis to each other. But I Pretty feel like much. a Discord, um, yeah, and have that kind of open, open chat, where honestly, I feel like what we need to do is more video. Uh, just because mm-hmm. I think you and I both don't necessarily want to chat during it. Um, yeah. But yeah, if we can just kind of see each other. Like, that's always what I love, is having that reaction and looking over, and someone's jaw is also you know completely dropped
0: yeah and that's what's cool about like at least my setup is i can still watch it on the 75 inch and have like you pretty much right there because i can just set up my computer and discord and go for it that way so it works out pretty good so i do want to make a like kind of not you know, I just want to make a full disclosure. So we're a little bit late on this episode than we normally are. And it's because me and Lindsay are both transitioning into jobs that we've been wanting for years. And, you know, occasionally we we want to try and keep and make every single deadline that we can to make the show, um, you know, every other week like we do. Um, Sometimes it just is a couple days late and we try not to miss, but, we're both transitioning into our jobs that we've been wanting and sometimes it just like for us to me sometimes I just make a judgment call as bad as I want to talk about these topics as bad as I want to talk about these subjects I make a judgment call because I don't want to give you guys a flat episode that I'm just phoning in and praying to get the minutes done even though it's content that I want to talk to uh, talk about so I just wanted to make like a like, full disclosure for everyone. Yeah,
1: yeah. And I think, honestly, like, as we were going through the the whole, like, having a tough time rescheduling because of this, it was also one of those things where, like, if it was just a, a not to say typical show, but if it was, you know, more more news-based or something like that, then I think we were okay with finding time to to kind of cram it in. But because this is a discussion that we really were excited about and we really kind of wanted to give the right focus and and the right mentality to. I think uh ho- hopefully whatever we uh discuss tonight ends up being being more a couple days delay.
0: Yeah, because I'm just you know, I I've done it before where I've just agreed to something and then I've just I've tried to be present and I you know, I've clocked out and then the last couple episodes that we've done have been so invigorating and like you know, it, without it really meaning ex- to right.
1: We, each each time we we chat lately, the past like three episodes have been all right. You know, it's kind of a slow news week. There's there's nothing new to talk about. There's no announcements to talk about. And then we, I feel like, end up finding really fun, exciting things to go down little rabbit holes in, not to toot our own horn.
0: Well, no, and and that, that's feet. just like at the end of the day. Like I want to feel good about the topics or the the um discussion that we've had and you know there hasn't been too many but there has been you know before not like even per se between me and you i'm talking like me and in general i'm like you know i probably should have waited an extra day or or like just rescheduled because i i definitely want something that's super intriguing to listen to and something that people can kind of like converse with us in their own heads um when we're discussing this stuff um so yeah, I, I I mean I guess we'll get right into it. Today's topic is going to be about the the lost episode nine, Colin Trevorrow script, um, episode nine, Duel of Fates. Um, it's a topic that I've been wanting to talk about and discuss for a long time because after it losing its like kind of clout online, it still is stuck with me, and I've been fascinated by it. I've read the comic, I've read the or listen to the audio drama that Brandon sent to me, which is phenomenal. Um, and I just want to discuss that, uh, full, like this, this is this whole discussion though, for those of you that love episode nine, Um, Or those of you that don't, like this is not going to be a discussion where we rip on Episode 9 and it's like, well, this is why they screwed up, or this is why this is so much better than Episode 9, or this is that, and that's not, and this is what. This is a discussion about the script and the story as presented. This isn't going to be a trash-talking episode about Episode 9. This is just a discussion on the actual content.
1: Especially because... I like episode nine, so I'm definitely never gonna trash talk
0: it. Right. And 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 you know, full disclosure, there's a lot of things in the script that, you know, I I really wish would have happened. And I I also need to revisit episode nine. It's been it's been a hot minute since I've I try and space when I feel like I have a concise opinion about something, I try and space myself away from it for a long time and then revisit it.
1: I like that. I like that you do that. I find with Star Wars movies, I kind of have like my, I guess, I probably should vary this up and start doing it your way. I just have like my set mood, right? So when I had a really stressful week and, and I just need to like relax and unwind. Okay. I actually like to put on Force Awakens. I find that to no just be like, oh, you know, yeah, I'm like, you know what, this is just the fun one. This is, you know, this is gonna help me relax this will help me pick my feet up kind of good with just a beer while i'm playing a game on my phone or something
0: oh the times when the world was united behind one movie
1: (laughs) the glory days yeah but then then when i'm feeling like more nostalgic and and want to reminisce a little, little bit i'll put on episode one or two when i want something like real heavy and and to sit there and focus and appreciate it, not even just for star Wars, but as a movie, I'll typically do revenge of the Sith or, um, rise of Skywalker, to be honest. And then of course the, the originals, that's just like the, the feel good kind of have on in the background all the time and, and just have always playing at one moment or another.
0: It's funny because I've actually, I don't know what I'm waiting. Actually, I do know I'm, I'm going to make myself this deal, uh, right now. I have not watched A New Hope in probably uh, Last Jedi came out twenty seventeen.
1: Um,
0: I haven't watched New Hope. Oh, well, Last
1: Jedi twenty seventeen. Yeah, I haven't watched yeah, New Hope since expecting. Last Jedi. Damn boy, it's. Time. I've been
0: saving myself, dude. I saved that movie, Return. So for me whenever I want something to watch that makes me feel good, not even like a comic book movie, unless I'm in the mood for like a specific comic book character or whatever, but like my go-to feel good movie, which is really fucked up is Revenge of the Sith. I okay, watched yeah, Revenge of the up. Sith. All right. Well, it's not, it's not because like it, it it's, you know, it does lead somewhere darker, but I think that like, starfighter opening with uh, anakin and obi-wan and and getting into there that is just like the the best like way to just break into a movie it's one of the cool it's one of the most fun openings to a movie and i think like especially in that movie things get really bad at the end like when it comes to you know like actual um what is it um like depth and and it's heavy and it's sad um, but the beginning, the 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 movie does a really good job at like slowly taking like it starts out really fun, and then it just slowly gradually gets to that position until you're it's like two different feelings from start to end. But it's just when I hear those Starfighters at the beginning and the banter between Obi Wan and Anakin, I'm just like that is uh cracking a cold one open itself for me. It's just fun banter.
1: I'm, I'm- Concerned as your friend?
0: Yeah, but I mean, right. most people are. Most people. Yeah, are. yeah. So we need to get into this because I feel like this is going to be, um, a a big one. So Duel of fates. How do you want me to do this? Do you want me to read little descriptions of the script as we go, or do we just want to throw open the general, the general um, discussion about it? Do you want to start from the beginning? Uh, how do you want to do I it?
1: think let's let's throw out kind of our general thoughts and then let's go from there, because I don't necessarily want to get ahead of ourselves and then talk Show into back. one specific plot. Yeah, yeah. Right. Um, so, I mean, look, overall, this uh, this is your your preference over Rise of Skywalker, I know. Um, so, so I guess kind of why, like, what gets you amped up about this? What gets you hyped up for it? Uh,
0: What, what I really love about Dula Fates, and again, this is a script. I mean, Colin Trevorrow could have quite literally.
1: Oh, wait, you know what? Before you say that too, let's, let's be clear. Well, yes, this is a script. We both have read the script. I know to prepare for this. I personally reread the comic book adaptation that someone beautifully did. And you also, um, listen to the audio drama that someone performed. Yep.
0: Yep. Which had as much of the actual dialogue in the script as they possibly. Yeah. Same with the,
1: same with the comic. So I feel like we're on pretty even footing, but just in case there are any discrepancies.
0: Yeah. I mean, like I have, I have enough like mental, like to see where it was, it was going obviously in film and going script to film. Um, it's a completely different thing, but we're taking the story as is, um, and it's not versus what we got. It just is what we... This is just an alternate thing. Um, the reason why I gravitate towards this and why I was, like, kind of really obsessed about it was because I... I like the connectivity of... And I, I'm trying to do this without comparing films. I don't want to do that. But I really love the connective tissue and how he actually... He wrote... A, he, he continued story threads from the force awakens and most importantly the last jedi um there's a lot of there's a lot more rows in this movie than there used to be there is taking the line of you know i will haunt you uh what is it there is a line i got it up here uh luke this is where the dark path leads an empty tomb um you know kylo and where does your path lead you you're a ghost luke i know what you're searching for ben you've mastered or your master promised you strength but you feel hollow kylo soon i will be more powerful than any jedi even you luke are you sure and that is just like that alone like i can hear the way that that conflict goes and i i love that they took like you know that he was actually going to haunt him in this movie and then like kind of, you know, um, badger him. And and there's, in um, it's the very beginning of this movie, he's, they're taking threads from The Last Jedi. And I, you know, like Rose has an actual, she has more time in this. It just felt like it was very, he respectfully took a lot of things from all of the movies and said, okay, how am I going to, how am I going to, answer these questions, but also expand it, but also have not fan service in the bad sense, but like things that fans, hardcore fans have been wanting for years that would be very new to new watchers, but would still be mind blowing to both parties, AKA the whole Mortis revelation and the, and the, what they do with Mortis. I mean, from a non-Star Wars viewer that is a very magical, like that answers a huge question about the Force. If you have no idea about Clone Wars and all that, it is a huge mystical area. So yeah, I just, I I, I really just love the script, everything about it. I could go on up for days. Uh, Lindsay, do you like it? Do you not like it?
1: What? I no, mean, like, I. What pops I out? I like it. You know, if you read it too, with to be honest, I mean, as it is at this point, it is just technically really good fan fiction you know this is something that didn't happen it's it's a spin-off this is not canon this is really good fan fiction and like there's there's no way around it it is good like that's fine um the the i think kind of distinction and the point that i want to make though is well yes it has all of those attributes met you mentioned what i enjoy most about it is Kind of more of the set pieces to it than the actual story or themes. Uh, I think that, well, yes, I love that it ties in Mortis and Mustafar. And I love, 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 like my little shipper heart loves more um, Ray and Poe together. Like that's all great. I just still prefer Rise of Skywalker though, because what Duel of Fates lacks is the redemption outside of the Skywalker arc, right? And and I think that that was, and still continues to be my major pull to the rise of Skywalker because it, it really is saying, look, this is what the story is about. You know, this these are stories about hope. These are stories about redemption and that it's, it's never too late to do the right thing. And if you don't have the Rise of Skywalker, you lose that entire message that it's this is for everyone, you know, this isn't just about one family this this now comes full circle and it expands it out where it is relatable to truly everyone
0: So what you like a lot about episode 9 is uh, is Ben Ben being redeemed No, I
1: like that Palpatine is redeemed
0: In episode 9?
1: In episode nine, yeah. You
0: think Palpatine's redeemed in episode nine? I don't nine? think
1: Palpatine is. I think a Palpatine is.
0: Ah, okay, okay, yeah. okay. So like a yeah. uh, cleansing of bloodlines and and not letting your lineage define yes, you.
1: It's It becomes less of a, here's this magical, powerful family. It's This is something that no matter truly how bad it gets, no matter what family you're in, this could be applicable to you. Whereas when it's just Skywalker's, it's just okay. Here's another another magical family.
0: Yeah, I can relate with that. I guess. Look, I uh, when it comes to Rise of Skywalker, I love the Ben scenes. I think him standing on the um, on the Death Star talking to his dad is is a very powerful scene. It it is still moving to this day, no matter what my opinions are. Which, to be honest, at this point, when it comes to Rise of Skywalker. I don't have an opinion at this point. I need to rewatch the thing to like really even have a, a real opinion. Cause there's things that I love. There's things that I don't, uh, what I really like about this and it just, it goes to my tendencies. I like it when people go back, full heel like when somebody doubles down on shit and star wars is beautiful redemption story that's kind of its its whole thing but i i think that we've had enough of that and what i really love about this is kylo ren doubling down on who he is and and not looking back because in the last jedi it really to me the end of last Jedi. And this is what I love about this script so much is like, it doubles down on the last Jedi because I, I love the last Jedi and, and where it was leaving off and where it was going. Um, you know, at the end of that movie, like forget about rise of Skywalker and forget about dual of fates. It felt very definitive that Kylo had a choice in that movie and he chose to double down and not go. We thought he was going to be redeemed there in that moment. And he's like, no, I'm staying. Like, Join me. I'm staying. That was his moment to go back and double down. And I love that this script says, no, he made his choice. And these two are still connected. And there's still something going on between them. But they are opposite sides of this coin. And now they are once allies in a, in a short moment and had some kind of bond together. They now have their place. And I think it's very important to know your place at this film and I think this film really sets up Rey with a lot of the questions that I ask. Who who what's the Jedi going to look like? Who are we? What's our future? I have this darkness, I have this and they don't you know double say, "Oh, you will be a great Jedi." But like who am I? There's dark and light in me. I can't change that. Like but I am a Jedi. And this whole like conflict in, in, inside of her and the conflict inside Kylo, but they still have these roles. These are very deep character pieces that I'm not saying Rise of Skywalker didn't have. I just relate with these more, in my opinion. I just relate with the world more. Seeing a barren, empty Coruscant. Like, we get to see, you know... But a, that's a-
1: what I'm trying. Ta- it's it's more of the set pieces than the story. I really do think the things like Coruscant... Yes, it's so cool to see. It's great. I hope, I really do hope that as we move forward in a lot of these TV shows, whether it's, it probably won't be Kenobi, but it, whether it's Andor, whether it's Ahsoka, I'm excited to, to get to see more of this. Um, I think Ahsoka would be an incredibly interesting thing to finally revisit Mortis. Um, you know, I, I don't necessarily know how soon we would ever see Mustafar again on the on the screen. Like, But these are all locations and set pieces that... Yeah, they'd be cool to see, but you know what's going to happen? Then we'd have Mustafar all the time. Every single show would be about Mustafar. Every single show would be about the, about Abandoned Coruscant. And it would become the new Tatooine. Like, we joke around and say this all the time. Mark backs us up on this, like, I'm, I'm getting a little, tired. like, why do we always have to go back to Tatooine? Why here? You know, Finn, Finn makes the joke, you know, why is everyone always trying to get, go back to Jakku? That's kind of how I feel about Tatooine, to be honest. Why are we always going back? So so I think that if if you have this movie centered around, you know, it's cool because of these locations, it doesn't carry that weight, especially because it's one thing to say for you and I, who have been in these stories for 20 plus years, and we've grown up with, we, we personally have grown up with Coruscant. I'm wondering, people who grew up with the original trilogy and didn't necessarily grow up knowing Coruscant, would they really care as much about going back to visit this band in city but as we do? Or, 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 well, hold on though, or the inverse of people who are now growing up with the, these sequels and they didn't have 20 years to digest. Here is the capital city. Here's everything it means. If this is their first introduction to Star Wars, you know what they're not going to give a shit about? An Abandoned Coruscant.
0: Yeah, but what it's not, for me, it's not about cool set pieces and, you know, the concept art, which I have seen and it, it is very cool. For me, what I really needed on this next step of a trilogy and. And, and this is why I relate to it more, is when you look at um, Force Awakens, and you look at um, and you look at Last Jedi. Last Jedi is very busy film. Like they are always moving. They go 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 go. Um, Force Awakens is pretty quick too. The only real lived in area in Force Awakens that you see is um, is Jakku, and that's very off the beaten path. You get a couple scenes of people getting blown up, but you don't feel it. Like, you don't really feel it because you didn't, you didn't, it wasn't a world that you related to and you didn't spend, it's not like they had like some kind of subplot sub where one of the heroes that was trying to help them, you know, was on that planet and they got blown up, which really threw a wrench in. When it comes to The Last Jedi, it's a very fast paced film and they chose to go to a high society um, gambling place where all the rich are betting on. You know, are just picking the right side to make them more money, what this would have done to me is seeing a town or a, a city that was once thriving that has fallen to corruption and has essentially become a Gotham City-esque. It has fallen apart. There is poor. Fascism has taken completely over this once great city. That, if you did want to revisit, you could see it very pristine and beautiful in the prequels. But even if you didn't know anything about the prequels... There's a lot of time spent on Coruscant, which is the heartbeat of this world, and seeing that heartbeat and its current like state in the everyday people is huge to me. Plus, it really gives Finn more of a role in this movie. Like when he's searching for the beacons to like reach out to these people and he's fighting with, you know, the the first order on the ground in this whole thing, it really gives like Finn a job to do in this movie and I'm not I'm not arguing that he didn't have a job I'm just saying I like the job that Finn has in this it really is boots on the ground and shows the everyday person which is arguably why people love a lot of different Star Wars stuff like Lost Stars it's everyday people caught in the chaos of supernatural things and I love that
1: No I'll give you the Finn part of it that much I'll give you because I, I do think what Duel of Fates does exceptionally well is really cementing in the relationships where, you know, when, when in Rise of Skywalker, you know, they, they land and Poe and, po and Ray start immediately bickering. We, we obviously get the, the throwback to Han and Leia. That's a nice little homage right there, but it doesn't necessarily like click that, okay, this is, this is a friendly banter. Like they're doing this with love. Um, whereas I think Duel of Fates really does build out each character a little bit more and the relationships. That's a, I think a a big plus and something that, that this does really, really well that I do, you know, for as much as I love rise of Skywalker, I do wish that did it a little bit better.
0: And for me, it's again, it's the boots on the ground. It's, it's getting to see this lived in universe and Coruscant, which I mean, like, arguably, the original trilogy didn't really show you much outside of bestment of what was like, you know, a felt imperial people taking over like everyday lives. Like, you didn't really feel that until Lando was like, oh, I'm trying to keep him out. So, and, and that was really about it, but it's it just it, it's a very good moment of feeling the decay of a once great place. Yeah. Um,
1: Yes, but you, again, you have to understand the the fact that it was the once great place. And we have had 20 years to sit on that and, and comprehend that and realize that. If this is someone, and and we probably think, oh, it'll never happen. But if this is something like where it's, it's my nephews, and this is their introduction to Star Wars. And I can't tell you how many people I work with now who, like, girls will tell me all the time, like, oh, yeah, no, I watch the new ones. You know, my boyfriend's really into it, like that kind of shit. If this is someone's first introduction to Star Wars, I don't think Duel of Fates hits home. I, I think that Duel of Fates is a fan story, and it is so incredibly inside baseball that it doesn't translate to people who are new to this fandom.
0: Now that I probably won't argue with you, like with you on. I I, yeah. I probably wouldn't, but like you know, is is but there is a way to shoot it because I mean there is Infinity War and Endgame that are still out there and people understood that like pretty well and not everybody's seen all twenty four movies of Marvel, you know there there would be potentially I'm gonna argue that there was a way to to shoot this thing to where it could be understandable. I don't um,
1: think so. I don't. I don't think someone who has never watched Clone Wars is going to understand the weight and the importance of Mortis.
0: I think they could if the because it would still be to them it would be a new world and our characters are discovering a new world they they, they don't they've never seen Mortis they've never seen they don't know what it is so it would be like a self discovery. Thing because like Ray has dreams about Mortis and she has to figure out what Mortis is and there's a way to shoot this film to where the audience figures you, out with her.
1: No, because you can't just do it with this film. Like you, I, I think this kind of goes back to the point I always make when defending Rise of Skywalker too, and and it's a defense of Rise of Skywalker and it's it doesn't have to be a defense of Duel of Fates. It's just hammering the point home. The problem is not... Hey, this in is your show.
0: You, you the, hammer it home.
1: <laughs> The problem is not in episode nine. The problem is in The Last Jedi. The Last Jedi did not properly set up a, a compelling conclusion to the saga, no matter what. That's not to say it's not a good movie. That's not to say it doesn't have its its highlights, but... In terms of being the second of three movies and the eighth of nine movies, it does not
0: set up for a good final act. I wouldn't argue with you on that one and i i i i think the last jedi uh when it comes to writing is my favorite my favorite movie of those three like by a mile but I wouldn't argue with you like on that like I don't think it answers The Force Awakens well at all, and I think that's part of the reason, like, maybe even why I cling on to Duel of Fates more than, um, more than a lot of people, just because I felt like I saw the connective tissue and where it was going, and I saw this, you know, kind of plot threads carry over, and it made me, it made me, um, it, it made The Last Jedi better for me, um, just by reading it. So, let's get into. Okay. So I want to get into like Hux. I really, I really like Hux's like little kind of, he, 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 has a small role in this movie, but I really do like his role of like being under pressure of like running things. Like he finally got the job that he kind of wanted and it's tough. Like it sucks. And his whole, like, trying to be a Jedi and his jealousy of Kylo, like, it it really, I relate to it because Hux, I don't really, I relate, I could see how someone would feel like that, working so hard in a mundane world where occasionally there are these wizards, and these wizards, like, are so much more powerful, and he is trying to be the greatest, the leader of it all. And he can't stack up to Kylo Ren. And he's trying, like, you, you know it was going to be shot as, like, a funny little thing, him trying to use the Force. Um, but, like, I kind of relate with that. Like, who, who wouldn't want to be in this world and, and not have the Force? And so I really like his story, and I like that he's ruling. Plus that cool little thing of, you know, the hinted-upon Mace's lightsaber being there was was cool. It's a it's a quick reveal that doesn't like actually add to the story. But still it was it was it's, fun it's a, to a see. true
1: Easter egg.
0: Yeah, it's fun to see. Like yeah. it, it doesn't affect the story, but I thought they kinda like gave some weight to Hux in a way that I didn't really expect but I appreciated.
1: No, I agree with you on that. Again, again I think that these side characters are all better developed here because there's less time with you know Ray's big backstory and and what's going on with Kylo and and his decision. I do think the the my not minor characters, but the the other characters um, are built out more and better. And Hux, yeah, no, I'll get Hux and Rose are two really really big highlights in the Duel of Fates, without a doubt.
0: So. I, I know that you mentioned on the Rey and Poe thing, and I I like that, and we'll we'll kind of get to that before we discuss the end. How do you feel about Kylo's story leading up to the end of this movie? Like, meaning him being in Vader's castle at one point, Kylo um, has a uh, you know he finds a holocron that you know, Palpatine essentially says, find Tor Valum, the master who trained me in the dark arts. And, you know, Palpatine like kind of realizes that it's not Vader who's on the other side of this holocron and it blows up in his face. And he meets Tor Valum. Um, where did I yeah. have my Tor Valum notes? Uh, Again,
1: yeah. I, I think that's one of those things that is too inside baseball, right? Like we would, as the fans, we are love to meet him and, and who trained Palpatine and, and all of that. But I don't think anyone who's new to Skywalker is, is going to connect with that at all.
0: Yeah, so I'm, I'm just going to kind of read this passage because it's a big piece of what's important to me and, you know, it's 50% my show. I want to talk about it. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, Kylo Ren searches for and finds an ancient Sith master called Torvalum. He sits among the remains of an ancient Jedi and Sith battle. Armor, weapons, and skeletons everywhere. The mountains of junk move as it's disguised. Torvalum, 7,000 years old, an alien of unknown origin. Uh, Spinedly and tense. Sinew and muscle pulled tight. Um, when he meets with Kylo, he utters the name Darth Plagueis, Palpatine's former master. Um Tor Valum raises a raises shade of Darth Vader for Kylo Ren to fight, which he does in clear homage to the scene where Luke fights in the vision. Darth Vader wins. Kylo loses and angrily confronts him or confronts his new master and kills him. So in this little description, it kind of glosses over a lot of things because there's a lot more details of like Tor Valum, kind of tormenting kylo and and trying to make him learn these things and reminding him you know the fallacy of of vader i will i will say that if there was one thing that you've been saying tonight is this sounds cool but it's kind of like fan fiction as much as I love Tor Valum and I think he's cool as shit. And I, I would have loved to see this dude and this whole scene play out. This is very much a, a fan fiction thing that honestly like kind of really doesn't make sense. Like why would there be another Sith master? Why would Palpatine be training from this guy if he's actually a Sith and not Plagueis? It like completely confuses the rule of two and it's just like kylo immediately kills this 7000-year-old sith lord which mean I, like at this point like every sith lord that's ever been worth anything would have had to visit him like and could
1: it, he it, even really be considered
0: a sith lord at that point or is he just like a rite of passage yeah and like how is he alive for 7000 years and then kylo just kills him
1: yeah no i think i think if if this had been shot the way it's written it would Absolutely. Absolutely. It played out, you know, where you're sitting at the end of the movie and you're like, Hey, no, that was so good. You know, the one thing I didn't really get was insert plot point here. This is the plot point. Like we, we've all had those movies where we come out of all hyped and we're like, Oh man, it probably would have just been so better if, if it wasn't for this. And and I think this would be it for a lot of
0: people. Right, it's like kind of the op, like what people are saying of Doctor Strange right now is that like, oh, there wasn't enough cameos. We thought we were getting everything all in one movie, and it's like, no, it still is a story. It's like its own we thing, yeah. like we we need to tell a story here. Sorry, we didn't have you know, uh, six hundred variations of Doctor Strange, and like one of them was him looking like Rick and Morty. I mean. <laughs> And you know. you
1: know what, though? I, I think it's also not even just the fact that it happened. I also really like Ricky Morty. They can't just start to get that. Um, it's it's also something that happens if, if memory serves and, and when in the script it happens. It happens very early on that I think if you have someone who doesn't get it and they don't understand why this is cool and why this is important, you probably lost them for the rest of the movie. I don't think you get someone back after losing them at that point. So if you're someone who, you know, like you just kind of casually saw the latest movies in the theaters with your friends and you're sitting there and and you're in the final one, if you don't understand why that tour part is cool, it just happens too early in the movie that you're not going to get into the rest of it.
0: Well, and it, you know, it, it kind of does double down on, your comments about The Last Jedi and it upsets me because The Last Jedi is my favorite written movie out of the series, uh, but it does screw up a lot of things like killing Snoke was like a huge dick move, like as much as I love in the context of that film it really kind of ruins like a bigger picture thing for our heroes and kylo was very early on portrayed as somebody who doesn't have it all figured out yet and by the end of the movie of the last jedi he still doesn't really have it all figured out and we killed the the guy that was shepherding him without like he still is unsure of things like it's it snow kind of dying kind of ruined a lot like without a bigger thread it like kind of it kind of like put a huge sink in like this the grand plan for the first order which so like this tor thing is clearly like a snoke replacement because what the fuck else do you do like if it were me i would like nobody would love the film because i'd be like hey you know i'm fucking darth Plagueis and i was possessing this body called snoke and guess what kylo you're done like You're done, son. But like nobody would watch that because it'd be like, it's so confusing. Like getting rid of Snoke really ruined a lot of things for the scale of where this was leading towards, in my opinion, even though I love it.
1: Yeah, I mean you're I I can't argue cuz you are agreeing with, <laughs> with everything.
0: Well, I just mean like Torvalum is is a cool concept, but it's like it's not necessary, but also what do you do? Cuz Kylo's got to have some other he's got to have some entity to talk to. And I I thought it was cool that they kind of respected Palpatine not not being much of a thing in this, but like trying to go somewhere else and and not doing that. Um but it's like, what do you do? You really can't. Like the the rise of Skywalker, in in all like essence, like without Snoke, like really, what else were they supposed to do? They they had to bring Palpatine in. There was no other conclusion. Like so, yeah. we needed somebody to like kind of shepherd this in.
1: Yeah, it just it it was cool in the moment. It just didn't seem to be totally thought all the way through.
0: So I'm gonna double down and say, it's cool. I understand your point about not needing it. And it is a concept art dream team. Um, but them going to mortis, I think it's, I think it's very cool. I, it I,
1: is. No, I'm, I'm not denying it. Like again, when you, when you read this as what it is, it is great, great fan fiction. It is really cool.
0: But I mean, it's like, so them all leading to mortis is kind of, um, Sorry, I lost my train of thought. Jeez.
1: Well, I did interrupt you.
0: No, you're fine. Um, <laughs> so, them going to Mortis is really cool because it kind of it is the the where the way this movie kind of takes these two characters is Ray is figuring out where she stands with the Jedi. Kylo is very much doubling down on trying to be a Sith Lord, but also it's a different regimen. These both both the light and the dark are. Starting new new ways of doing this, you know they're they're figuring out who they are and where they belong in these traditions, and they're standing on their own two feet. And I find it very cool that symbolically symbolic within this film is that <laughs> they are doing it at Mortis because we have read the or we have watched the Clone Wars. We know how fate and light and dark and the father, the son, the daughter. How that all played out, and I find it very interesting that the fate of the galaxy and the Jedi and the Sith lies on this planet. It's a very cool, um, it's a very cool uh, concept considering everything.
1: It is, and it's it's I think something where again, kind of inside baseball for me. But if done correctly and and honestly, I think. This actually, I wouldn't even be surprised if it did play out this way, where you take out the entire Torvalum part, so you can have more time to focus and explain this, and why it's important, and why it's cool, and what we're doing here, and why it's so significant.
0: Okay, so, do I want to do this now? Yeah, I'm going to do it. Yeah, do it now. Okay, so, I see everything you're saying, and I agree with a lot of it, but... okay. I'm hearing a lot of Inside Baseball. Okay. And in a world where Jamie Foxx came back as Electro into the MCU and Tobey Maguire came back into the MCU and so did Andrew Garfield and we got Thanos, a, a purple grimace that snaps his fingers and eliminates half the galaxy. What, there's a way to do inside baseball and make everybody understand what it is. And I think that's the I think that's what I like about this script so much is that it isn't safe. It isn't the resistance aka the rebels, the first order aka the stormtroopers. That's what I love about this is that it goes there because I've been waiting for Star Wars to just go there, to just go there. And that's why I no, like the High Republic so much.
1: Here's the difference with the Toby Maguire with, uh, okay. with with all of the, the, you know, no way home analogies here. The difference is... What about the purple of, grimace? Each of the... <laughs> 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 Get out. <laughs> each of those have their own character moment where all they have to do is pet the dog, right? All they have to do is do something funny or likable or cool to make a brand new audience who they don't know the Tobey Maguire Spider-Man. They didn't grow up with it like we did they're used to tom holland they they have those moments where he becomes his own character that's fine that is so much easier than let me take this this planet and these gods and this theology and explain the entire backstory and premise of this theology to people who have never seen this particular What is it? 70 minutes
0: of the Clone Wars. But it's a quick thing. How do I wrap it in? It's a great thing like Ray has a dream in in this and she consistently has a dream in you, this whole you, thing.
1: No no, no, because we say she has a dream. we know that what this is that's cool. Someone who doesn't know this story and they don't know Mortis or Clone Wars is gonna say, oh, you look at how lazy this writing is. All they did was just have the main character have a dream for a few seconds and now now we're going off on this big adventure. like it, if if you don't know the story already, this comes off as lazy writing.
0: But, I mean, there's a way in dialogue where, you know, what is this stream, Luke? It is a place of the origin of the Force. It is where all things, the tide, dark and light, destiny and fate meet. Like, it, it's like, it's a quick thing. I, I, I think that Star Wars, I, I, the, I love the script because it doesn't, it's not safe. And it, it just goes there. And I'm tired of, you know, you say, why do we go back to Tatooine? I'm tired of Tatooine. What more? I mean, like, at this point, we've been into every single back alley of Tatooine. And it's really because a lot of times it's safe. It's safe. It's a safe place to go. And that's why we go there. And it's, you know, I don't want to get into Obi-Wan because we have weeks of talking about Obi-Wan. But arguably... I think Obi-Wan is going to have um, enough new things to really kind of invigorate the franchise with, a, with enough things that we used to love, but in a different premise of, of, of like depth, of story. It's a different tone. It's a different vibe. It's a different feel. And I think that's why this show is going to be great, because it's going to take a lot of things that all fans love and incorporate a new story into all of that and that's what I think that this this script really was it was to me it is something fresh so moving on to Mortis um let's see
1: you say moving on I feel like we've been on Mortis
0: well, I mean, like, mo- I meant, like, um, getting into, like, their fight. Like, Rey and Kylo's <laughs> okay. fight okay. <laughs> okay. on Mortis. Um, so they-, they have, like, words with each other. And then they they fight. And, and at one point, Rey is getting blinded. Um, gets blinded by Kylo. And she can't see. And we have very much a Kanan Jarus moment. And you still kind of have the Jedi stepping in um, and helping Ray, what do you think about the third, the final act of this film?
1: This is something that works for me. And, and I'll say that much. Um, this is definitely a few really big highlights. I think it really drives a lot of the points and the themes that work and, and really should be talked about more. Really drives it at home very well. Um, so the, the final act, just all in all, I like it. I think it, it works wouldn't really change a whole hell of a lot like if if this is the movie we were given and this is what we ended with i think it works to be honest
0: yeah i i think that this ending really sends a movement with the jedi and and kind of like how things change with the future of the jedi and that's very much like what i kind of I, again, I have. I think I've done an okay job of not comparing Rise of Skywalker to this, and cause you've been better than I have. <laughs> well, yeah, because I, I just I'm not interested in shitting on things. Like I, I mean, I'm not saying you aren't, but I know that I have had a history of like totally just shitting on the same things over and over, and I don't want to do that again. Um,
1: just it might have been me, but on my side, it sounded like you said instead of history, <laughs> of history which I feel like is great. Like you have a history of pissing on things.
0: Oh yeah. I do have a history of pissing yeah. on things. You have yeah. a, you
1: have a history.
0: Yeah. I have a history. Um, so in this fight, uh, you know, Kylo is very much draining Ray of the force, which is a power that he learns from Torvalum. And I really love like the, the, the comic and the audio drama do it so much better than us even talking about it. So like, I can't, I can't really like create the magic of it, but I love, like, Rey is dying. Luke, Yoda, and Obi-Wan appear to her. They tell her she has to train others, and then a bunch of lights swirl around her. They take shape of Jedi Masters who have become one with the Force, and they give her a choice. Um, they, they tell her that she can join them, or she can decide to live on. And, and and train new Jedi, and it's not really, in the context of those like mediums that we checked. To me, it was so powerful because, it, I, I had a problem. I still, I still think I have a problem with. We are with you, Ray, and like everybody, like championing in honor. It felt very much like Avengers Assemble. Like, I am Iron Man. We are all the Jedi. Like, it, it just. Okay. To me, it was so much more powerful of her, like, being in and out in between life and death, the Force being one and going back to the living, and having a conversation with Luke, Yoda, Obi-Wan, and them, like, very much doubling down and saying, like, we are different, you are different, like, you have to lead the Jedi into the future, you have to be different, we made mistakes, you have to change those, you have to create your own path and you and and having that choice between joining them or taking the burden of going back is very powerful to me because it shows you know it's a double standard what is the sacrifice you give up heaven to save hell it's it's huge for me and and i
1: love the way you just phrased that uh,
0: i have my moments sometimes i today junior but you know (laughs) what i've been out in the sun all day so fuck you um but yeah it's it's a huge moment for me when it comes to the selflessness of of ray and it's the ultimate thing of why i love this script is Luke haunting Kylo. Kylo not listening. Kyle, or Kyle. <laughs> Kyle Ren. He's smoking a jewel pen, drinking Monster. He's like, I'm Ketamine Kylo. I don't give a fuck. <laughs> but now I ruined the whole thing. All right, that's the show, guys. See you later. Um, no. This has been the Ketamine Kyle edition of this Talk. But I love... I love her sacrifice like she didn't. And I'm not shitting on um, Rise of Skywalker when I say this. This isn't like a lot of movies. It's we we defeat the bad guy. We go home and we eat our hero cake. This is very much a choice of. Do I go to heaven or save hell? And what does this look like? What is my path? I have finally figured out. I have these masters. And it's a it's a huge turning moment for Luke, Yoda, and Obi-Wan because they're all saying you have to you have to walk your own path. And what did Luke do? He he added to the pressure of Kylo Ren. I mean Kylo had pressure from Han and Leia as well, and internal pressure that might not even really have existed at times, but he failed as a master. Yoda failed to recognize something that I repeat all the time is when he says, Learn to let go of everything you love. And Anakin finally realizes, I can't talk to anybody. Obi-Wan failed his student because he could not talk to them, because he could not move on. He couldn't, there was no individuality in these Jedi. There was no room to be you and to figure out what works for you. And in this scene, they're all saying, you have to walk your own path you have to lead us into a new generation into the next generation and show these jedi who they're going to be and what what is this way you 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 have to like you can do what you want but you are the future and that's powerful because i've always wanted to I've always wanted the Jedi to, like, I want to I see this. I want to see this. these Jedi that are, that are not, like, bound by these shackles of code, and they're just good people. And they just do what's right, and they don't give a shit about a code. They follow these paths because it's the right thing to do. Sorry.
1: I mean, you know, I'm not going to argue with any of this because that was just fucking beautiful
0: yeah and i mean like (laughs) even even in this
1: no no in in i'm i'm not even kidding like that was just really well put and not like explaining the sacrifice and like it wasn't enough just to defeat the evil it was it was defeating evil and then kind of rebuilding things like um drew and i over on clashing sabers we would always talk about the the food show hamilton uh, and, and it's kind of that aspect, too, where it's like the first act of Hamilton. Yeah, it's, it's we have this word we defeat the British. But then the second act and why it's so, such an amazing play is and story is because it's not just, hey, look, we defeated these people. We also rebuilt something and we also like continued the work after and we did the hard part after. Um, I think that's a, a really big statement. and. I, I can't put it any more beautifully than you did, which is giving up heaven to save hell. Like that's just perfect.
0: Well, thank you. I, I have my moments. Um, and I, I think to, to add on what you're saying when it comes to, you know, this, the end of the movie is very much like Rosen, and, Rose and Finn start a safe haven for four sensitive children. And it kind of seems like, you know, they're picking up the pieces and, and the the way this film ends is like really nobody knows what happened to ray you know that yeah, an, you know that she's it's alive it's
1: a nice reveal that they really wrote in
0: yeah you know she's alive no one else does which creates you know like you know what her path will be but you don't know you don't see it you don't see her return on the ship and like there's not a definitive ending because i think probably with the script they wanted to leave it open um which i mean i think regardless you know give it another 15 20 years or even sooner but i would say i mean like daisy ridley will eventually come back and and be ray i mean it's it's just gonna happen regardless i you know i i totally believe it Uh, disney's gonna throw some money at them and they're all gonna come back and we'll we'll do it again it just might be like 20 years from now um but what i liked about this was like it very much still showed that she could have had a f- uh, plenty of future stories to tell but i like that they left it ambiguous but we knew she was alive and what her path would be and that finn and rose were waiting for her and that they were friends like through through and through we're waiting for my friend like we're not giving up that she's out there somewhere and we're gonna we're gonna rebuild this world while she's gone and we're gonna be ready for her with these four sensitive children. And it's such a beautiful like if you think about a scene of her going through this emotional drama, you see her eyes open, and then it just pans to some distant planet, like with Hearth, and there's kids happy, broom kids and like even in the script it says like broom kids, you know, in this you know, part of this whole thing. And he's at a safe haven. He's safe. He's not you know, he's learning he, he has a home and these kids that were, have had to cower for years, force sensitive, have had to like run and hide through the empire, the, the, the first order, they now have a home and we're waiting for, for the Jedi, for the last mm-hmm. Jedi to return. It's quite beautiful. I mean, I, I it's just, it is, I, I love no, it. No,
1: it is. It is. There's, there is so much to like about this story for sure. There, I, I cannot possibly deny that.
0: And the Knights of Ren look cool in armor.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I was waiting for it.
0: <laughs> uh, hey, the Knife Nine is a sick ship name. I don't give a fuck what anybody says. That's a cool name. Mm. It's rad.
1: All right, all right. I'll give it to you. I should not need enough. I'll give you this much.
0: Yeah, well, no, I, I I mean, I like a good back and forth. Um. And I I think that we're both... I think I'm definitely more in love with this script than you are but I think that I think that there's give and take on both sides. I think you're just a an episode 9 uh fan. You're just a hardcore episode 9 I, I fan.
1: I do think that's part of it but I also think it's it's being able to because so 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 few people and this is I think why I've always gravitated to you as a friend and to Brandon as a friend like I don't really have many people who love this the way we do and who talk about this the way we do, which is why I I can kind of take a step back from things pretty often and see, like, all right, just because I like this doesn't mean the general population will.
0: Well, and that's what I like about Clashing Sabers as a whole, because, like, while me and Drew don't always agree on things, and generally we don't, it's a different take that's completely wild from mine. And I think that's so much fun even if I don't agree with someone on it, I think it's wild. I think it's great. And I think that's, what's the coolest thing like about this whole network that we did is like, I'm somewhere like far left. Like I like the war. I like the Sith. I like the lore. Like, I don't get me wrong. I do have heartstrings. Like I cannot wait for you to finish this damn Padme book. So I can talk about Padme for like (laughs) six years because I, I, I have a lot of depth there too. There is depth, but I do tend to lean towards a certain way just like everybody else here tends to lean a different way. And I think that's Yeah, but I cool. feel
1: like we're all good, too, about being able to talk about it in an educated way. Well, instead absolutely. Instead of just like, oh, I don't like this. It's like, okay, no, I don't like this. Here's why I don't like this, but I get why you like it, and, and that's cool. I'll respect that.
0: Right, and I'm totally okay being on Island uh, Old Republic and High Republic and everything that yeah, has to do with the Jedi. Your that's your thing. Hey, it is my shtick. That's yeah. why they call me the Lord of the Lord. Don't fucking yeah. forget it. And with that yeah. being said, that's another episode of Sith Talk. <laughs> 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 Guys, you can find Sith Talk under the um, Clashing Sabers podcast feed. You can find Sith talk on instagram uh where i occasionally post stuff by the way um i will be posting more about comic books because the high republic comics uh have had plenty of time to be done now they are phenomenal the eye of the storm the markeon row comic is amazing and they finally get to some things about high republic that if you were reading any of the books or the comics you might want to pay attention to the markeon row um comic because they actually kind of shows who's the weird uh, monster that's killing Jedi and it's pretty sick. Um, anyway, um, you can find me at sit talker 25 talking all things, star Wars, working out currently wearing pit vipers. I know it's douchey, but it's fun. Like we're just going for Thor love and thunder this year. So we're going to wear the jorts. We're going to wear the pit vipers. We're going to wear the headbands. We might grow a mustache. I don't know. It probably won't be as good as Lindsay's boyfriends, but we're going to try. Um, <laughs> And if you want to interact with us, join the Clashing Sabers uh, Facebook group, and you can talk about your thoughts about this show. Like, what do you agree with? What do you disagree with? What did you like about this script? What do you like about episode nine? And what are you excited for with Obi-Wan? Lindsay, where can they find you?
1: Guys, best two places to find me. Number one in our Facebook group, uh, Clashing Sabers Network. Go ahead and just, if you do need my attention there or want to, uh, chat about any of these things, just make sure you tag me, um, in our Facebook group, but really the best place to find any of us is over on our Patreon page. Uh, we talk a lot about on this network about yes, star Wars and all the cool stuff coming out and what we like and don't like, but our real purpose here is to, um, really bring bring awareness to our nonprofit organization we do work uh directly with disney and, and with other organizations to put hands uh to put hands wow to put books in the hands of different schools and classrooms uh, who might need more books and more stories to really teach children the importance of not just reading, uh, but the importance of Star Wars. So go ahead, check out our Patreon page for more information, check out clashingsabers.net for more information there. Uh, So if you want to help donate, or even if you are a teacher or work in a school and you would like us to send you some, some books and resources, Go ahead, check that out and, and uh refer yourself, or refer a friend, whatever it is.
0: And with that being said, may the force be with you. Always. Hey. Looks like you're done talking sit. Who? Oh, Scion, the bartender. Yeah, he's gone down a couple levers. You're gonna venture down there? Well, there's a few things you should know before you go. Sith Talk, all the Clashing Sabers Network, they ain't associated with Disney, Lucasfilm, or any of their subsidiaries. All these
1: licensed sounds and whatnot all belong to whoever the hell they belong to. We just use them here for entertainment and educational purposes. Look, if you're unsure about something or have questions about what's what, email us at Network at gmail.com.
0: And hey, on your way out, make sure you leave us a rating and review. Word of mouth is how people find out about this place. Now, get out of the way, I got paying customers to get you. Jedi
1: business, go back to your drinks.